What's going on guys? It's Nick here, back with another video. It's Saturday, so time to go over my favorite plays for week three. You guys know the drill at this point. This is an underdog sponsored video, and we'll be talking about the game environments that I love and the players I think could go off this week, or at least beat their props. We took a slight step back, I guess you could say, last week, but still went 7-3. and three. We're 16-4 and four overall in these prediction videos, and we are somehow 2-0 and in our 20-1 to one bets, which is, I would say, an unbelievably unsustainable pace. We are not going to be this successful over the long haul, so please understand that. Uh, we'll do our best to keep hitting on these props, and I've actually got two 20-1 to one bets for you guys this week, so you can either... Pick your favorite or do small amounts on both of them. Also, I know the lines have been adjusting since Underdog has been taking note. And, you know, they're going to see that a lot of people are betting one side. They just want even amounts on each side. So they're going to move these lines. So for those of you who have access to the website, I now list the 20 to 1 bets when I post them on Wednesday. So you have plenty of time to take them before the lines change when this video gets released. And if you want access to that as well, just sign up for all in on my website, thefantasyfootballadvice.com. So what games do we like this week? My favorite game environment this week is Lions at Vikings. The total is up to 52 and a half points. I've seen it at 53, 52. It's in that general range, best game environment of the week. Both teams have elite offenses and both are perfectly willing to be aggressive. Sometimes we can get fantastic offenses against bad defenses and we're like, let's go. But both teams are very willing to be passive, to not push the pace, to play slow. That is not the case in this one. Both of these teams are going to be aggressive. Now, the one drawback is that we can't guarantee the production will come through the air or on the ground. We love it when we have a game like last week. Baltimore and Miami doesn't go off 100% of the time. It's not like, you know, that was a lock to explode. But we knew that if one team pulled ahead by a lot, if one team could have a long score, that when the game explodes, it is all coming through the air. And so you take the overs on all the pass catchers and you're going to hit far more often than the 21 bet indicates. The problem with this one is that Detroit loves to run the ball and the Vikings have talked about getting Dalvin Cook more involved in the offense. Now, as we're going to get to, I think that's actually going to come a lot in the screen game as well, which is why we like his over for the receiving prop. But I want to note this because it can be more difficult to isolate exactly who's going off. So while I think this game absolutely is going to be high scoring, there is a chance that maybe some of that comes on the ground and that's going to hurt the pass catchers. Fortunately for us, though, they're both relatively condensed offenses. So this isn't like Tampa Bay, you know, when Tampa Bay has all their pass catchers healthy and Tom throws to like nine different dudes, it's hard to isolate who's going to go off. We know who the good players are on both of these offenses. So even though it is not a lock to all come through the air or on the ground, we in general know who's going to have big games. So for this one, the 21 bet is Amoner St. Brown over 71 and a half receiving yards, TJ Hawkinson over 38 and a half receiving yards, though I'll get to um, a replacement you can make for him in a second. Dalvin Cook, over 17.5 receiving yards. Jefferson, over 96.5 receiving yards. Kirk Cousins, over 281 passing yards, or 281.5. So, we are betting, obviously, on big gains through the air, uh, but these totals are absolutely attainable. 
you know, if Justin Jefferson happens to hit for a deep ball, he had like five plays of 20 plus yards in week one. It didn't happen last week because you know, the Eagles have a very strong defense. It was just, you know, it was prime time. Kirk Cousins not the greatest spot for him. But if Jefferson can hit deep, if maybe Amon St. Brown can have a really deep play, that's going to get this game going. Um, I know the Vikings looked really bad last week. Again, the Eagles are going to do that to a lot of teams. The Eagles maybe in week one didn't look fantastic, but hey, maybe that's a positive for the Lions offense that they didn't even look terrible against the Eagles. Like the Eagles are really, really good defensive team. They're going to make a lot of great offenses look not so great this season. Um, and I know Dalvin Cook has just been like fine, not necessarily used a ton through the air, but remember... Um, they want to get him more involved, and this is a spot where it sets up really well for him on the ground, but also in the screen game. I think you can have a really nice game in the screen game. Um, the, what I alluded to before, though, with Hawkinson is if you want to substitute Chark in there, I think his line is 36 and a half, so it's like one or two under uh, what Hawkinson is at. That's a good one because it really plays into the game environment. So Chark is much more up and down. This game could go off, and Chark might not have that great of production, but if Chark hits deep, which is, you know, where they're going to use him, it's deep downfield, that again is going to get this game going. So if you start off this game, you know, maybe the first two drives, nothing really happens, but then Chark has, you know, a 60-yard game. Now all of a sudden, you know, and hopefully it goes for a touchdown or hopefully they at least score on that drive. Now it's like, okay, Detroit's scoring. Now that's pushing the tempo for the Vikings. It's quick yards, so like a 50-yard gain for Chark is going to mean they're not going, you know, 50 yards in, you know, seven, eight plays. It's one play. Doing all of that, that's going to get the other team on the field more. It's just going to speed up the game. And so I think Chark makes more sense, I guess, if we're taking five bets from this game. Again, I like Hawkinson as well, but um, I haven't placed this one yet. I have to do so when I'm in mass later today. I'm probably going to do Chark just because even if I think it's maybe less likely that it hits, if it hits, it helps all the other ones also hit. But like I said, we have two this week. So if you're not in love with that one, I don't know why you wouldn't be. I really like this game. But if you don't love that one, another game environment I like is pretty sneaky. It's Bengals at Jets. And I think a lot of people are like, what? The Bengals are going to steamroll them. But uh, to many people's surprise, both teams, so the Jets as well, both teams playing very fast. Both teams willing to be aggressive on offense. The Jets are willing to be aggressive. Both teams perfectly fine airing it out. The Jets rank first by a mile in pass attempts per game. So this is a spot. Where again, not a lock. It's the Jets. The Jets could just fall apart, be terrible. Bengals are up by three scores. They're running them all in the second half. None of these hit. That could happen. But the Bengals are 0-2 right now. They have lost to Trubisky. They have lost to Cooper Rush. I have to imagine, even if they get you know a slight lead in this game, even like a two-score lead, they're not going to want to lose this game. I think even for like the mental health of Joe Burrow, they need to win this football game. They cannot also lose to Joe Flacco. And so I'd imagine they're going to remain aggressive. And so even if they get up, we've got this Jets offense. It's going to be very pass heavy. It's going to be very quick paced. Like it's just a good spot no matter what happens. And let's be honest, the Jets get ahead. They're not running the ball every play. They know the Bengals are going to catch up and outscore them if they do. So they're going to have to remain aggressive. So five bets I like in this one are Garrett Wilson, over 44.5 receiving yards, Elijah Moore, over 47.5 receiving yards, Brees Hall, over 12.5 receiving yards. I think uh, especially if they get down, the running backs will be very involved in the receiving game. Hall really only needs two catches to get that over. Um, since we have 
three people catching passes. We're going to take Joe Flacco over 14.95. Basically, he needs 15 total fantasy points. Uh, and then I would say one of either Mixon over 76.5 receiving yards, or rushing yards, excuse me, obviously. Uh, so Mixon over 76.5 rushing. And then uh, Jamar Chase over 78.5 receiving yards. I don't think I want to use both of them, but you can. So if you're like, ooh, I don't want to take four Jets players. Uh, maybe you want to take one of Elijah Moore or Wilson. Just you know, pick one of them. I think my preference would be Wilson because the prop is a little bit lower and the projections are pretty similar. Um, so I'm totally fine taking Mixon and Chase. I would just say that it's more likely that one of them goes off, like either the Jets somehow pull ahead in this game and it's more passing for the Bengals, in which case the rushing prop doesn't hit, or maybe the Bengals pull ahead and Mixon's running it a lot. The Jets are catching up and now they don't need Chase as much in the receiving game. So it's like, it feels like different game scripts kind of favor the rushing for Mixon and the receiving for Chase. So I think you'd want to pick which one you think happens. My personal lean right now is the Mixon one, 76 and a half rushing yards. But again, do whichever one you feel better about. And then I would take uh, the four on the Jets side. Or, hey, if you, if you don't believe in one of these plays, you, you can still make it a 10 to one. Like You can still only do four of them. Uh, but yeah, I, I think this game is likely going to lean pass heavy, especially for the Jets. I want their pass catchers on the overs. So aside from 20 to one bets, though, uh, here are my three favorite standalone plays this week. Traylon Burks, over 38 and a half receiving yards. Chris Olave over 39 and a half receiving yards and Leonard Fournette over 64 and a half receiving yards. That one is a little bit absurd given, you know, all of the playmakers that are out for Tampa Bay. I don't get why that line is so low, uh, but Burks getting schemed looks. He's a player we love, not necessarily going to separate on his own, but he's getting the schemed looks. And that's what we were hoping for. He just needed to land an offense that was willing to scheme him the football that is happening. The line is too low. He's going to have a really high yards perception. He probably only needs like three catches to make this up. And I think he's absolutely going to do that. Uh, production. If you look last week, like the box score wasn't necessarily there for Burks. Remember, he didn't play the whole fourth quarter. Right, and this game was a blowout. They had the the muffed punt, like they were going to get the ball back. They muffed that. They got the ball back, and then they threw like a pick six immediately. He, again, he sat the whole fourth quarter. Like the volume, the amount of time that Burks was on the field was so minimal. He would have had a really nice game last week, but the game script just wasn't there. I think most weeks they're not going to be playing Buffalo. They're not going to be throwing pick sixes, muffing punts, sitting the whole fourth quarter. And so, I mean, that's I think this is like the number one play of the week. I think Burks goes way over this mark. Uh, and then Olave. Uh, I've talked about him this week. I think you should trade for him. I think you should start him this week. Uh, really large downfield role, so he doesn't need that many receptions as well to hit this over. Uh, large target share, led the league in air yards last week. Like He's good. 13 targets last week. I don't think 13 is going to happen again, but he's a very good player. Um, I don't think necessarily this is a fantastic game environment, so I don't want to be like stacking up you know, this like Panthers and Saints game, but I think it's totally fine to take a one-off, and I think my one-off would be Olave. Uh, and then again, yeah, Fournette, I alluded to before, but like, you know, you've got Evan suspended, you've got Godwin probably out, you've got, let's be honest, Julio either out or super limited, like, Tom's not going to want to throw the football, and when he does, I mean, it kind of has to be to like Fournette, backup tight ends, or at least backup caliber tight ends, um, backup wide receivers against a good defense, like it just, it's a really difficult spot, and so you got to think, they want to lean on Fournette here, 
I would imagine he might approach like 20 carries, and so he only has to average like three and a half yards per carry to hit the over here. I think he does. He's a good play. Um, I think you could take, I don't actually know what the total line is, so like for rushing and receiving, because I think he's going to be used a lot in the receiving game. So if you want to take that one, you can. I would imagine it's like 30 yards more, so probably around like 95, 96 um, total yards. Uh, but again, I would take the over on either one. I just listed the rushing because I think they're going to lean on the ground game in this spot. And I think the rushing is more likely to hit than the over for everything else. So that's what 15 bets that I like the over on this week. Again, the lines are probably going to change since a ton of people follow this video. You know, underdog doesn't want to have too many people on one side of a bet. They would prefer to get closer to 50 50, especially with, you know, the bets hitting at such a high rate so far. Uh, remember, I post all of these on the website each Wednesday. So if you have all in, please take advantage of that. You know, get the lines before they move, get them before they're more difficult to hit. Also, if you haven't signed up yet for Underdog, I highly recommend you do so. The prompts are 16 and 4 so far in these videos. We are 2 and 0 on 21 bets. Anyone who has taken all the bets so far in this video has locked in profitability for the entire season. And I'm going to do everything in my power to make sure we continue the success going forward. So sign up for an account today. Promo code FFA. Uh, they're going to match your first deposit up to $100. That is a free $100 that they will give you. And you can use them on any of the prop bets I'm going over today. And let's be honest, it'll make it even easier for you to be successful over the long run if they're doubling your deposit. So good luck to everyone this week. That, my friends, is the end of this one. Hope you all enjoy. If you did, how about hitting the like button? And how about subscribing to the channel if you're new here? Thanks for watching.